Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to 2 plus 2 equals 5. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And it is Monday, August 15th in the year 2022. And the war on President Trump has only escalated. Patriots, we are in a critical time right now. And again, I don't, it's not my interest when I say this, whether you like President Trump or don't like President Trump, the fact of the matter is that our system has vectored in on a ex-president, or for our sake, the only president, and they are doing everything they can to destroy him and disparage his name, which they have never done before. We have an FBI that's out of control, an IRS that's building 80 battalions worth of armed, ruthless Nazis. We're at war, and it's really going to be important that people stay focused in the coming days and weeks. We're going to talk a lot about that in the framing of all that we have to cover tonight. Before we begin, in this critical time, I'm also going to emphasize that you need to take good care of your wealth, good care of the hard-earned capital that you have. That's why we have the folks at Birch Gold. Inflation is real. The CPI is at another 40-year high, hitting 9.2%, and real inflation on daily goods, bread, milk, meat, gas for your car, even rents, are at over 30%. The recession is real. If all your money is in the market or tied up in U.S. dollars, you're messing with fire. It's critical for you to take a hard look at diversifying your savings into gold and silver. That's where the professionals at Birch Gold come in. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and get a free information kit on how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, gold is the right investment to make now. Text BARDS to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on how to protect your hard-earned savings with gold. And that's text BARDS to 989898, and you will not be disappointed. These are great folks, and they can help you right through a very challenging and concerning time in preservation of capital. Patriots, we live in a crazy time, obviously, and the masters of the narrative are trying to do everything they can to constantly weave lies. The good news is that in studies that have now been done showing that America is not getting less conservative, but we are getting more conservative as a body politic. That's outstanding news. But that doesn't change the fact that we're being run by by the retards. Literally, the land of the retards has now become evident in everybody's face, and they are everywhere. And they're all on the podiums. But here's the trick. They're making you believe, they're trying to make everybody believe that they have the majority. They don't. 
continuing to see a hemorrhage of their support and moving away from them. Independence, even to people that would prior, previously call themselves radical left, are stepping away because what they're seeing, what they're experiencing is blowing up and they want nothing to do with it. We are literally in a time and place where they can shape the narrative and that gets to be very dangerous when we're dealing with weak-minded people that are at the influence of some very devious, devious folks. Do you think that it's just the media or do you think it's technology companies? I think it's everything. You, but, but how can it be everything? Because power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm -hmm. These people have so much control, so much power. They decide. They decide truth at this point. It's not about truth is subjective. True, false doesn't exist, right? If everyone in the world were to simultaneously agree that two plus two equals five, then two plus two now equals five. It doesn't matter if math doesn't work anymore. The whole world believes two plus two equals five. That's now true. If they control what people see and control how people think, then they control what's true and what's false. Trump is racist because they said he's racist. He hasn't done anything racist, but they said he's racist to the point where Trump's now a racist. That's now true. These people now can literally bend reality in real time. That's a wake up 1776 on TikTok. Absolutely true right there. And this is the challenge we have. We have a very narrow minded group of people that it doesn't matter what you tell them. They are still going to sit here and tell you that it is not true. And this is a problem and that we're going to have to face and a problem we're going to continue to face. And unfortunately, what's what we're going to witness here is a byproduct of that. There is going to be a group of people. And I'm going to tell you that right now that group is probably around 20% of the population, but they're very mobilized to be very vocal that are going to completely bite into this persecution of President Donald J. Trump. Patriots, I'm putting this out here as a, a warning for all of us to take, take heed. When you bring in the Espionage Act and you start watching some of this stupid hand puppetry that's going on, they're preparing for an arrest. I don't care what other people say. That's my position. If I'm wrong, then I'm going to say glad I was wrong because at least people, people heard an, op an option of truth that could be very devastating. But they are, they've, uh, think about what they've done. When the, when the FBI raided President Trump's Mar-a-Lago mansion, they seized his passports. Do you think that was accidental? They seized his passports. That means he cannot travel outside the country. Now we've got Garland, who is now pushing back, telling the, asking the judge, judge to refuse to release the affidavit of the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Why would they be doing that? Obviously, they have something to hide. Obviously, they are, they're gearing up for something significant. And you have to keep in mind that the most dangerous man in the world for them is President Donald J. Trump. They're not going to let this go, and they're going to do everything they can to keep him any to keep him completely away from the White House. And the only way they could secure that is if they were to charge him with something, and then ultimately use that as a way to ensure that he would not get close to the White House. There's some breaking news right now on the unprecedented Trump FBI raid. The Department of Justice is asking to keep the affidavit sealed. Now, that's the document that would give the underlying reason on how the feds are able to obtain the search warrant. And that comes as President Trump levels new accusations of FBI overreach. Quote, they stole my three passports, one expired, along with everything else. This is an assault on a political opponent. 
at a level never seen before in our country, third world exclamation point. Trump also claims he had a standing order that allowed him to declassify documents as soon as they left the Oval Office and says that FBI took documents protected under attorney-client privilege. Now, that comes as a growing number of Republicans are calling on the Justice Department to release the affidavit that Attorney General Merrick Garland used to sign off on the search warrant. Former federal prosecutor Andy McCarthy says there's more to the raid than what the feds have indicated. What I thought they were up to here uh, was basically trying to do a fishing expedition to see if they could find information that's relevant to the Capitol riot that might help them uh, make a case arising out of January 6th. And looking at the warrant, I think that's exactly what it is. Meanwhile, the White House continues to claim ignorance of the raid. We do not interfere. We do not get briefed. Uh uh, yeah, whatever. So look, here's the thing. With they've got their foot soldiers, and you need to pay attention to the blue cities. This is a really important map down. Okay. Look at the United States right now as an occupied country and start looking at where your concentration of blue leadership is. Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Chicago, Washington, D.C., Atlanta. We can find many others. San Francisco, there's six right there. Okay. When you lay all this down, Baltimore is another one, right? Philadelphia is another one. We're up to eight. You're probably going to arrive at somewhere around 12 or 18. And what's important to understand is those are their feudal castles. This is where they have concentrated their effort. They have been quietly building their Antifa armies and their BLM armies. Don't forget that Obama said we needed a civilian military type force that was greater than, than as equal to or greater than the military. And, of course, now they've given a backbone to that. What is it? It's the IRS. 87,000 armed IRS Nazis that are going to be knocking at your door to try to seize property. And, of course, they're telling you, the, don't worry, we're not going to audit you. Well, hell no, they're not going to audit you. They're just going to take your property, steal your bank account. They don't need to audit you. They don't even have to have the right. To, they don't even need to get a court order to do that. So they've got, they're building their army right before us. And you're going to watch that they're going to try to take away and try to demoralize the MAGA movement. This is their idea, in this, and this is how they will think, is they will, they're going to try, because they really have no other options. They're going to try, in my opinion, they're going to try to arrest President Trump. And, of course, it's going to provoke people to extreme reactions. You're going to get everything from, it doesn't matter anymore, there's nothing we can do, it's all over, to lock and load, let's go get them. I'm going to tell you where everybody needs to be because in war, you don't need hotheads and you don't need people emotionally all over the spectrum. You've got to stay focused, centerline. And that means that's where faith and our prayers in God, with God and prayers through Christ are going to be so important right now. And of course, this idea then is you're going to hear people going like, what do you want me to do, man? I'm going to turn the other cheek. Actually, in the moment, yes, because the last thing you want to do is when an enemy debates you like this, which is what it is, you don't bite into their bait. You, you, you become an observer. You, you become very focused and you pay attention to their moves because there will be a counter move. And there's no possible way unless, I mean, unless America's really asleep, there should, there's not going to be a counter. There, there will be a counter move unless America's more asleep than I think. But the point is that we're going to have to endure this period. 
and it's going to get rough and rocky coming forward here. They understood something that came out of these preliminary or primary elections. In spite of their rigging, they couldn't hold the rig in many critical elections. So some of it was that they were under a lot of observation. Other parts of it is that they were testing the field. What they have learned is that the power of the America First candidates are phenomenal. People are behind them. They're pushing, and the, they're losing their base. This is why they're trying to continue with events to force mail-in voting, why they're trying to get more illegals in to give them the right to vote. They're losing their base. Plus, let's not forget the simple fact. 95% of the Democrats of the liberals took the injection and they took the second one and it's somewhere down to like 65 or 70 percent took the booster the long-term effects of that i hate to say it are not positive for the democrat party and if you are a liberal listening or former liberal listening into that let's hope you're former look our prayers are up for you we don't want to see you damaged but the fact of the matter is you got rooked and i'm going to always say this it isn't our wish to see anybody suffer not as Americans, because we can have different views and still respect the fact that we're Americans. But the problem is that for those of you that took the vax, for those of you that jumped onto that merry bandwagon of hell, you didn't listen. And worst off, many of those people that took them became violently defensive of it to the point of even trying to talk about our extinction, our removal, our push into FEMA camps, whatever. Folks, that's, that's where it doesn't work, Okay. We have a hard line to, to hold right now, and it's a hard road to hoe. But we have to do this because what they're trying to do right now is provoke an emotional reaction. Now, that means we have got to hang on to a very solid place of faith. The FBI has been queuing it up. You know that. They've been talking radically, incessantly about the radicalization of the, of, since it has happened and the violence that's emerging up and the radical right. All of this trying to pin this on President Trump. They're trying to paint this picture that he has mobilized a radical right. Of course, we understand that the radical right means that you either like the Gaston flag, you like the, the, the colonial 13 stars flag, or you like, like the Confederate flag or the black flag. I love the black flag and that because that means no quarter. So they're putting these out here to let people know, like, look out for these symbols and then, of course, they put a little fine print. This doesn't mean that everybody's that way. But now that we've got it in your head, you're going to think that everybody's that way. And you need to be very, very afraid and call us. This is the game they're playing. Let me play a piece from Steve Bannon. It's about 3 minutes, 29 seconds. Really good breakdown of kind of some perspectives of the FBI. You know, it's what uh, Joe Scarborough was talking about. You believe that's the whole fantasy they sold you. They sold you limited government, and all they did was increase budgets. Uh, they sold you, oh, strong national offense, and all they did was the forever wars on your tax dollars and with your children's blood. Not not their kids, right? And not Joe Scarborough. Joe Scarborough never, never was in the military. But they want to have strong military. want to have it everywhere. And, of course, we want to have strong borders. That's why for, you know, 30 years we've had nothing but a, a slow invasion of our country now exacerbated by the uh, by the uh, by the Biden regime. What Joe Scarborough laid out is what's called controlled opposition. That That is the theory of the controlled opposition to always kind of be to win enough elections to be around, but to never make fundamental uh, necessary change. And of course, he says that if you believe if you're a populist nationalist and you believe in MAGA, you believe in America first. If you absolutely believe in President Trump as the leader of this movement, you're you're not a citizen, a free thinking citizen that can look at facts 
yourself can look at the economy, can look at the concentration of wealth, can look at the concentration of power, look how they've turned the United States into a police state using the FBI and all the FBI agents, the wind all weekend, right? Um, go in and, and uh, support the people that don't want the FBI to be the new Gestapo. You know, over the weekend, these FBI agents are on there saying, well, you need the FBI because if you didn't have the FBI, who would go after the Chinese spies? Who would go after the Chinese infiltration? Or who would stop child trafficking? Are you kidding me? That's the justification right now. What, what your accomplishments, which have been zero in that regard, you roll up a couple of professors in the, uh, on, the, on the China side, or, or a couple of people in graduate school, you haven't even touched the massive infiltration of the Chinese Communist Party into every aspect of American society, from Wall Street to the globalist corporations to the Uniparty, Washington, D.C., into our security apparatus. You haven't even touched that. You won't even, won't even come close to that. And yet Ray goes up there, they're, they're you know, following, quite frankly, me after years and years and years of doing this and President Trump. Saying, "Oh yeah, they're an they're they're a, a a major a competitive power." No, they're an existential threat. And your other th uh, your other aspect for the FBI being around, not being defunded and deconstructed, is that oh, if you didn't have us, you know, you wouldn't be able to stop child trafficking. Ask Liz, or anybody involved. Ask all the patriots out there right now. They're involved in stopping child child trafficking. Does anybody ever mention? Does anybody ever mention the FBI as being any real assistance whatsoever, except for marginal case? Remember, here's what they do: they do a marginal case every now and again. They say, "Hey, we're really doing something." No, they've turned into the American Gestapo. They have to be defunded. They say, "Oh, this is dangerous talk." No, it's not. It's just a, it's a political process. These institutions aren't permanent. The institutions should last as long as they are effective for the American people. In the in the, in our in our nation, Vox over the weekend had an interesting article. Two two interesting Vox had an interesting article that MAGA is a direct threat to the wait for it, the American state. They didn't say the country. They didn't say America as a nation. They didn't say the American people. The American state, and they are absolutely correct. You said this quiet part out loud. We are a threat to the American state. That's correct because it's a corporate state. And that is the threat that they now face is an awakening America that's not going to be tolerant of their garbage. Now, this push that they have right now, and it's, it, this is literally their statute of liberty play. And I, and I can say that when you really look at the mastery of this in the way that it has rolled out, and however you want to put credit, I'm going to give credit to God, to be quite frank. But this mastery of this rollout has boxed them in. But that just because they're boxed in doesn't mean there aren't risks and it doesn't mean that there isn't going to be some tense moments. Nothing is absolutely given, but I will tell you that there is, they're in a bad place, they meaning the deep state, they meaning the corporate, the corporatocracy that's running this thing. By the way, just to footnote this, Andrew Borla, the, our favorite fascist replacement for Hitler who, re, who leads Pfizer, came down with COVID today. Now, what's the chances of that? This is the way I bring this up. There is something going on behind the scenes, and COVID is the vehicle to it. And it's important to realize that we don't get, we, the biggest problem we have, and I've said this many times, is we don't know where the good guys are. And so by design, if one is going to sit back and say, well, they're going to come and save me, you're failing. 
Our role, and I think this is, again, by design, is we don't need to know who the good guys are because they're working at this super strategic level. Our effort and our work is ground pounding. We are literally in the trenches. This is where the this is how real fighting works. And when the soldiers down in the trenches, they're not standing here spending the time wondering, like, gee, I wonder what our general is doing today. Is he is he going to be meeting with the British? Are they going to send in a team to arrest this? Are they going to, is he going to have is he going to have tea and crumpets with somebody else? That's not what a ground pounder functions on. The guy that's in the trenches, the guy that's doing the dirt fight, that's where we are. You're focused on one thing, winning decisively and facing that enemy and winning decisively. And that takes many, many forms in this fight. But the one thing that's consistent in all of this is that that guy in the trenches has to have a solid foundation in faith. He's not going to get through it. If he doesn't have faith, he's not going to get through it. And this is where I come back to again and again. There's This fight has been very difficult on many levels, but it, one of the things that is always a it creates a red herring is that everybody wants to look up and like, wow, what are they going to do? Here's how I see this. As we roll out here and we're looking at what's coming at us, the data is showing me just by laying it out that the next play for this enemy would be to arrest President Trump. Am I right? I have no idea. But... If you're going to have a solid army, that army needs to understand the potentiality of that effect going to happen because then the emotions of the event are already worked through. People go through the, the iterations in their mind now. If it happens, you're like, got it, already have a plan. That's how you have to stay focused because this fight is going to get ugly. Let's face it. They know that if they do a legal election, there is no way they are ever going to have a, a seat left. And they know that if they allow for a legal election, the people that we will support will continue to grind down and we will push every aspect we can to destroy them, remove them from office and see to it that everyone that's justifiable for a noose gets one fitted custom and the rest of them get incarcerated. It's always when you get to a situation like this, it always begs the question of like, well, who's going to what's going to happen next? This is where you get back to the mentality of the guy on the ground, the soldier on the ground. And this is where we have to have the faith and our relationship through Christ to the Father. Because we're digging it hard, meaning digging in hard and fighting it. Hopefully you're enjoying it along the way too because there's a little bit of good crushing going along and that makes you feel good. But the reality is that this fight is on us to do. And as we do this and we continue to do this, we are eroding away their strength step by step. It may not look like it to you, but it is happening everywhere. It's just like the principles of faith. When you talk to a small country church and they see their numbers falling, to them, their perspective is that there is, there's a lessening in the love of Christ. If you talk to me and we look at this expansion of Bard's nation, I'm going to tell you I've never imagined the expanse of the love of Christ like we're seeing across the world. It's all about perspective. Right now, I'm confident that many, many Americans are waking up. Many, many Americans are, being, are going to be more awake, awake as they see this process unfold. The biggest thing we have to deliver is keep calm, keep focused, and keep zeroed in on what the enemy's doing. It isn't time yet to strike. When we strike, and we will. And I just, I hope, I just, I always say these things and I smile because there's probably some Fed listening to it right now and it's like, oh, that's going to be a threat. No, it's not a threat. It's a promise. Just want to be clear. We will strike at some point. And when we strike, it will be the most intense, 
the fastest, the most brilliant strike you've ever seen. And God help you if you're on the other side. So obviously, we're getting to that point one way or the other. There's no stopping this train. People are waking up. They're not going to, who even considers trusting a three-letter agency anymore? And what Steve Bannon brought up in that piece is one of the reasons I wanted to play it was agencies are not meant to last forever. They do their job and then we neutralize them, get them out of here. That's the way it should work. Instead, what they become is they've become institutionalized and then somehow iconalized. They, they turn them, their names into TV series like FBI or CIA or covert operator or whatever, Jason Bourne. And they start to, in, they start to indemnify themselves in such a way that people imagine, I want to be part of that. That's the action hero thing. And they become cultural icons. Another reason that I constantly beat on this whole idea of idol worship, because when you break that down and you start to realize how much power that has in your life and how they use it all the time, that's how they create their perpetuation and their permanency in government, which they should never be. And we are in, we are going to be, continue to be challenged in this fight. It's going to test us emotionally. It's going to test us physically. All that's fine. That's just the way it is. But when you start really looking at how crazy this is, I mean, it is it is a crazy time. Here's Don Jr. going to give you kind of a breakdown of everything about the FBI and Mar-a-Lago. Wow, guys. Apparently, Chris Ray and the FBI, they're really upset. They're screaming about all the equal justice under the law that we're supposed to be seeing. And yet, strangely, there doesn't seem to be a single example to back up their claims of equal justice under the law. Give me a break, okay? Chris Ray has had Hunter Biden's laptop for three years, okay? James Comey uh, didn't do anything with Hillary Clinton and 30,000 emails, literally taking hammers to their phones under subpoena. No big deal. You know, there's some stuff there, he said, but like, I don't know. We wouldn't want to politicize it. And yet, strangely enough, they had no problems uh, raiding two Trump lawyers, uh, going after Peter Navarro, a Trump advisor in the White House, and putting him in leg shackles, showing up to Roger Stone's house with 17 vehicles, apparently, according to Roger Stone, and armed FBI agents for a 70-year-old dude that would have come in willingly. Uh, my father says that he would have given them what they wanted had they done this, but no, they needed the FBI hostage rescue team, the HRT, their elite tactical unit, and 30-something agents to show up to my father's home, where they then wouldn't allow or didn't want any lawyers present, right, because I'm sure... Given all of the examples of totally above board stuff that the FBI does, that's totally great, right? Like, I don't know. If I'm the FBI, you want someone's lawyer there so that there can be no other claims later on. But, you know, honestly, they don't care. At this point, like, given all of the things that they seem to have fabricated or lied about and all of these things, guess what, folks? There's exactly zero equal justice under the law. You know what? Pro tip for life. This is an ultimate life hack. Become a Democrat. Then you can do whatever you want with no accountability, no law, legal action. They'll just leave you alone, okay? But you needed the HRT to exercise this warrant at Mar-a-Lago. Give me a break, right? Again, Hillary can bleach 30,000 emails and take hammers to phones. Nothing shady about this, folks. 
But Trump says he'd cooperate, and they still have to show up this way. You know why? Because they're there to intimidate you. They're acting like the fascists we've been seeing them be for the last few years, folks. And for all the Democrat talk about Republicans being fascists, these are the guys acting like it. Give me a break. Okay, they wouldn't look at Hunter and deals in China or Ukraine or links to Russian oligarchs with links to Putin or links to human trafficking and literally videotaped evidence of him saying that the Russian mob may have his laptop. No, no, no. that was Russian disinformation. But we need the HRT team to go to Mar-a-Lago. It's intimidation, folks. And the number one thing we can do to save America and prevent us from becoming the dictatorship that these guys would like is to drain the swamp and fire all of the bureaucrats. Enough is enough, folks. This stuff will never end until we do something about it. And they're going to get to a point where we're not going to be able to. So now is the time to push back on this insanity. And that's exactly what it is, folks. Absolute and total insanity. We are a company, we are a country by and for the people. And it's very important that we start to own what we have to do. Being vocal, demanding that, the, that our county commissions, that our city councils, that our sheriffs, being vocal and being very present. This isn't a request for them to start acting constitutionally. This isn't a request to start considering protecting our rights. It's a demand. And this is a sort of pressure and awakening that America has to go through now. And it's a difficult one because we become very passive. And I'm going to always say this to a large degree, thanks to a very passive and peace at any cost type pulpit that's infected this nation. We have become apprehensive to stand up and speak for what's true and what's right. When you're looking at the left and Don Jr. said it right there, life hack, become a Democrat. You're not, they don't hold you accountable for anything. That's the trick. They're not going to hold you accountable for anything on that side because they believe at victory at any cost. And ultimately, as every leftist ultimately has to learn, is that once they play that game, they end up suffering the will, the ills that they wish on others. It always happens. But in the meantime, they're running against a conservative base in this nation that, to a large degree, has remained very apathetic and very quiet and muted. But this is a time now to really stand up and be heard. As President Trump told us on July 3rd in front of the uh, in, in, in South Dakota. So it is important on that day when he said that to benchmark that because he said this is time to stand up and be heard. We're there. That was Mount Rushmore. So the challenges ahead are going to demand that we do that. The challenges ahead are going to demand that we start standing up in our communities and demanding that our county commissions, our sheriff, keep the feds out. We don't need them anymore. There's way overreach. And these are going to be some new positions and some new awakening as we do this. And it's the only way we're going to get through this. When you take an insurgency, an insurgency can be run in a country, and I've told you this before, 2 to 3% of the radicals can align that will bring about another 7% with them. So they create a body of about 10% of the population that's enough to overthrow a government. If they're well-placed, if their media program is well-organized, 
and if they've infiltrated the right places, 10% of a population can topple an entire nation. That's the insurgency. The counterinsurgency is much more complicated because you can't out-uproot the 10%. What happens once you get the 10% in is that there's about 40 to 50% of people that just bury their head in the sand and go, okay, okay, I'm just going to go with it. I don't want to make any wakes. And that's the problem you have is getting them to be activated to work with the resistance. We're in a counterinsurgency now. We're trying to undo the insurgency that was thrown upon us that was built over the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, early 2000s, and now we're here. They launched their attacks suddenly and with a Blitzkrieg-type approach, and they used multiple vectors in the attack. They used the vax. They used all sorts of fear in, in, in the media. They used all sorts of lies and disparaging things against President Trump. They used their, their foot soldiers, Antifa and BLM and Code Pink and all these other nut jobs. They used all of this. And as they waged this war on America, for the most part, many people were overwhelmed. They got blown away by the fear. They got sunk by the, by the masks. They got completely demobilized or de- disemboweled by the injection. This was the fight. And too many were knocked off their feet. Fortunately, there is a solid core that has remained true to this focus. And they've stayed vigilant on that middle path, walking, keeping away from the political fray, staying focused on where we need you to get ourselves back to the Constitution. That group, as it holds fast, will continue to build in strength. But what has to happen is there has to be a a moment when the country then tips to a willingness of 70 to 80% of the public to stand to, to literally raise the black flag and say, we will give no quarter. When you get to that point, and we are approaching that faster than most realize, the sentiment in this nation has shifted radically. The Mar-a-Lago event was significant. Patriots are like, done. Moderates are like, done, not taking this anymore. Lefties are starting to jump over going, I cannot be part of this tyranny anymore. And as we get closer, my personal theory, so again, if I'm wrong on this, I'll just come back later and say, yep, I was wrong. Don't worry about it. But my personal theory is this is what's going to be the effect. They're going to have to go for President Trump because they can't afford to have him near the White House. They can't. They're going to have to charge him with something. They've got to take him out of play in their mind. It's the only thing they have left. Because if he gets in office, he's coming for him. He's coming for him with a machete. And he's not going to play. And I don't care if that's an elite fight, which it pretty much is, one elite side versus the other elite side. He's still coming for him. So our position, again, is that center line, our center line of walking right through there and holding that true path back to the Constitution, not letting this other stuff distort us or throw us off base. And it's important to keep that focus because once we get to a certain point and they make their moves, whether they arrest President Trump or try to charge him officially with something with the Espionage Act, whatever, You're going to see an outraged public and there's going to be an increased number of people that are going to say enough is enough. And once that happens, you're going to hit that true 70 to 80 percent. Now, that other 20 percent or 30 percent of the lefties, they're going to they're going to be in in disarray. There's going to there's a core of them. Remember, the 10 percent led that fight and they're going to stay 10 percent radically anti-American. But where are they going to go? 
I can almost guarantee you where they're going to go. They're going to go to where they are safe. What is that? That's blue cities. They're going to harbor up into the blue cities and they're going to stay there and they're going to, that's where they're going to build back their defenses. Again, look at America like we're occupied. Look at the approximately 14 cities that are blue that are going to become the strongholds against us. No big deal. And if you think that's a big deal, don't because you can't survive. You can't eat your, your apps. You can't eat your phones. And if we're going to get to that point of war, then we switch to a siege warfare and we do just fine. And the corporations can't survive that way either. You're going to hear them give you the narratives. They're going to talk to you about all the things they're going to force you to do. They're going to tell you they're going to force digital currency on you. Don't accept it. We find other ways to work. An underground economy breaks up. We will destroy this in our own efforts. They can't force us to comply other than stick us in FEMA camps, and that ain't happening without a lot of pain. So we have the odds on our side. We have the numbers on our side. The biggest thing is people have to believe it. But to get to where we need to be, oh, it's going to be a difficult walk because this fight isn't defined. It's not like everything's in battle like they say. You're, when you, Your plans go out the window after first contact. That's it. And we're in the middle of a dynamic war, and there's moves and counter moves, and we're doing that right now. And it's an important time to realize that things are serious. But we're going to get through this, and we will be victorious for one particular reason. Because the numbers are on our side. The only thing that would defeat that comment is if people believe that we can't win. And I'm not one of those. If you haven't figured that out, I'm not one of them. They have, they're going hard at President Trump. And just like he said, the only thing between me and you, is, the only thing between them and you is me. And that's who they're going to go after. And they want us to try to suffer the emotional hit. They want us to see this and go, oh, look what they've done to him. This is when you're going to have to have a lot of faith. And here's the other part. We've prayed for a president that will accept Christ that will repent, that will lead a nation to repentance and a nation to pray for mercy. Patriots, sometimes that requires a nation to witness a president that has to walk the path of Samson. I'm just saying, I don't wish it on a man. I don't think it's, it's having done a tiny little version of that myself, I don't wish it on anybody. But I'm telling you, that's where it builds character. And one thing I do have faith in is President Trump has strength and he has character. And he will, I think he'll choose the right path. And we're going to keep our prayers up for him because I think he's going to choose the right path. And sometimes that's just the path we have to walk. It's one that's difficult, but it will, in the end, breed massive, massive amounts of rewards. It just will. So we know that we're dealing with a crazy, insidious left. But as in the midst of all of this, keep in mind there's some interesting things that are developing even on Capitol Hill. Take a listen to this little piece here with Jim Jordan. Understand the template here. The template never changes with these guys. It's the left creates a lie. Big media, mainstream press reports the lie. Big tech amplifies the lie. And then when we try to tell the truth, they call us names and try to cancel us and tell us and tell the world that, oh, we're the ones not, not being square with them. So the country, though, the good news is they figured it out. And I'll tell you who else has figured it out, Trey. And you and John, with your background in law enforcement, appreciate this. 
14 FBI agents have come to our office as whistleblowers, and they are good people. There are lots of good people in the FBI. It's the top that's the problem. But the, some of these good agents are coming to us telling us this is baloney what's going on, the political nature now of the Justice Department. God bless them for doing it, coming and talking to us about the school board issue, about a whole host of issues. I mean, it's becoming a well-worn trail of agents who say this has got to stop. And thank goodness for them. And thank goodness that the American people recognize it. And I believe they're going to make a big change on November 8th. They're keeping people focused on November 8th. And I, I, as I've said, there's a reality to November 8th, which is how much change can we truly affect? And I, I'm going to tell you, the expectation is probably not a lot because they're going to try to rig it. But here's the important part. People need to stay focused on November 8th because the more people's eyes that are on November 8th, the more people are going to realize and see very openly this time how bad they are rigging this system. I, I Honestly, I get tired of even referencing this type of mentality where it's like, well, sometimes they have to see it to believe it. Well, unfortunately, I think we can all testify to a large percentage of America that just is still locked into a very apathetic place in this matrix and they don't want to see but sometimes like this they're going to have to witness the pain and suffer the pain and it's there that we truly start to come to the realization of where we are and a couple other things here one i want to give you a a little i want to play a little piece here for which is a kind of a demonstration of the neurosis that we're dealing with and a great demonstration of level-headed very faith-centered discussions to a leftist, and this is at a Planned Parenthood, really impressed with how this guy handled this. And it's just an exemplar point here of how to stay steady on your course in spite of their craziness. Is a city ordinance. Ma'am, this is ma'am, you have really no, You have really no position to be arguing about law when you stand for the death of children. Dude, it's legal. So, so is slavery. Up. So is slavery. Oh, please. That's your argument. No, it's not. It was legal then. Was it okay? That's that's irrelevant, and no, it's, it's completely it's exactly aside your from argument. this discussion. Your argument is no, if it's the, legal, no. it's okay, it's moral. No, so it's because there is nothing wrong with abortion. That's with the slaughtering problem. children? It's not slaughtering children. These are fetuses. That may, it's that means not that, the same why are, thing. Why are you speaking Latin? Fetus means a little small child. Oh, it does not. It does. Babies Look are born. Look at the etymology. When you're talking about, and you know what, don't even talk science. You just have this fundamentalist view that everybody should follow, and you know you don't care about the rights of women. You don't care that this is just well, your I care about moral the rights view. of these women. No, the little you women just to go care in there. about your own agenda. Just well, go to ma'am, church. We both have Why don't you serve the we community both, and do both, something that's good? What we're doing right All now. you're doing is shouting that's, that's what we're and doing screaming right now. at people. We're not shouting. You know what? You're not making Your a difference. Your voice is actually You are not making any bit of difference at all. Can I show you? You want to see Carmelo? He's alive care. today because of this work. Is that a oh, difference? please. Would you like to see? No. Back, and back to the science. Did you know that from the moment of conception, it has all the biological components of a human being? The only difference is size level of development, that's, environment, that's and degree of dependence, crap. that's a fact. No, you, you, yeah, you really need to do your homework. Most pro-choice advocates today just say, yes, it's a, a human, yes, it's a child, but we should still be able to kill it. Your argument is about 40 you know years too old. I think it's old. convenient that you're just a bunch of men over here standing like Ma'am, this. Ma'am, why you would know? you presume on what I identify as? Because... In this day and age, you're going to presume that I'm a man just by looking at me? How do you know what gender I identify as? Because you're a Christian extremist. 
and Christian you're imposing extremist. your views onto other people. If it's, so if, you're, you're you're doing that mailing. right now, ma'am. That's hypocrisy. You're here imposing your views upon me at the moment. No, I'm not. It's hypocrisy. You just did. You called you, you called me a religious what? extremist. Why are you out here if you're not? No, we're trying to protect the people from harassment from people like you. Ma'am, you came over here to us. That's Yeah. And that's how the leftists play. But it's a really great demonstration of just level focus and just keeping his cool, keeping his 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 conversation level, not getting not getting wrapped up into the emotions of the site. She's coming at him and he just keeps pressing his point. She doesn't know what to do, and you can see how she's moving argument. Patriots, there isn't a direct outcome to that other than the more that this happens, the more that their erosion of their base and their, their positions happen. And this is why it's important. It's not whether we change them. That's their path. Christ will touch that. But part of that is being strong with our faith in such a way that it demonstrates this role and this place that does destabilize. But here's the big part in terms of military type operations. When you get to that place where there's that 70% of the people or 80% of the people that are now in favor and ready to stand to to protect the nation, those people now will lurk away and slip away into the shadows. They will not stand. They don't want to be caught in the fray because now they suddenly realize that they're a minority. And what you're doing, and every time we engage like this, and this is a great demonstration, is you're weakening their, their force. And when that critical moment comes... They'll be down again to the 10%, and the 30% or 20%, I should say, that they're counting on will disperse, and it'll be 10% against a pretty pissed-off 70 to 80% we win. Pretty simple. One last little piece here I wanted to play. This comes from Ukraine with a prior Marine, U.S. Marine that's over there. Really interesting piece. Anybody that's here that was in the Marine Corps fighting on the Ukrainian side, there's one guy that uh, I've heard about, he was already captured. Uh, he's got it wrong. And um, believe it or not, I think a lot of Marines uh, back home understand this. So I've been contacted by a number of uh, former uh, colleagues from the Marine Corps uh, who were on the Russian side who do not believe the Western lies. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm not gonna say everybody, but um, there's, uh, there's a pretty pro-Russian following in America that people don't realize. A lot of guys who, in the Marine Corps that are actually pro-Russian, they do not believe this Western media. Um, and even now, I'm contacted by Marines all the time that say that they are pro-Russian. Uh, and that what the U.S. is doing is basically criminal. That's a great insight into some what we call ground truth coming out of the military, important, and I hope it continues to grow. My sense is that it will. Soldiers are very obedient to their roles. They are trained to be that way because in sense of war, you don't have time for debate, and that's one of their great virtues is what they're willing to sacrifice in the trust of commands and directives given for the sake of the nation. We're in an interesting time, like I keep saying, where all things are getting shaken. And indications like this, though it's, it's just one snapshot, those are really heartwarming to me because it means that soldiers are thinking, and they do think. I don't think most people realize that the most educated class in our nation isn't the liberals. It's actually our military. 
the encouragement for education, advanced degrees would blow your mind. How many people, especially in, in NCO and, and officer ranks that have master's degrees and even PhDs. So there, we're dealing, the challenge is the ability to think free in an institution that's telling you to obey. This current test that we're in right now, which is straining the military, it's straining our law enforcement, but it's also lingering out. It's going over a long period of time. It wasn't sudden. It wasn't abrupt, not like I think they wanted it to be. And in so doing, the concept of being obedient to illegal orders and to devastating orders that are harming them and their cohorts and their fellow soldiers is starting to sink in. My opinion, but I think that's something as we can, can look at when we start to see pieces like this where soldiers are openly recognizing the criminality that we're involved with in Ukraine, that's an important piece. So final perspective just on Ukraine and kind of wrap this thing up. One of the things to keep in mind right now is most of the wars in the world have been started by our intelligence agencies, in particular the one three-letter agency that begins with a C. They're masters at causing problems, inciting riots, causing election disturbances, overthrowing governments, and then drawing the military into the fight. The military becomes their proxy arm for war. Pay attention right now to what's going on around the world. It's quite interesting. While we are shipping equipment and supplies apparently to Ukraine, at least that's what it seems, is probably more about money laundering, what isn't happening is you're not seeing troops on the ground in Ukraine. But what you are hearing, and it's verifiable, is that the Russians are killing agents and capturing people that are either mercenaries or they're going to be part of the agency. Essentially, the CIA has been left to fight its own war by itself, and I will tell you how that will end miserably and I'm not going to shed a tear. So we are seeing a tremendous shift in things. And what we're seeing here is a rise in a diminishment of some of the the efforts. There are still some big plays in their pocketbook. Don't think that this is just painting like it's all going to be better. It's going to require every single one of us at one point or another to make a decision. Do you want to save the Republic, or do you want to roll over and become a cockroach that somebody steps on. I'm going to stand with a republic. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today, humbled and blessed that we have these times to share, these times to come in and fellowship. We are in a difficult time, a time that where there's so much going on and there's a lot of threads being pulled at the hearts and the emotions of people. We just pray right now to begin tonight with just this focus on keeping centered with Christ. A very important time not to waver, not to question, not to start having doubt, but to have strong faith in the midst of a very vicious storm that we're in. Father, we also pray for President Donald J. Trump. We pray for his well-being, but we pray for him to become a repenting president, a president that can lead this nation in a, in a prayer for repentance and a prayer for mercy. Please hear our prayers, Father, because this is one man who literally has the ability to shake the world with one tweet. The war that's being waged on him, regardless of what people feel from his, is completely unjust. We pray for the strength that he has. We pray for the strength of his family. And we pray for mercy on some of the evil that's being thrown at him. But most importantly, we pray that he's on this path where he can now have a comfort, a encounter with Christ and to really open his heart up to the power of what that would mean for a president to literally embrace and to humble himself before you. 
Father, guide us in this time. Give us strength and give help raise the warrior class. Drop the scales from people's eyes so they can see clearly and see into the hearts of men. This is a time now when the true sense of who we are must become clear. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, there is a lot of challenge ahead. And I'm not going to minimize it. I'm not going to paint you the rosy pictures and tell you everything's going to be okay so we can get tucked in with a warm glass of milk. It's not going to be like that. To get through this, to get through one of the nastiest existence of humankind or whatever these things are, is not they're not going to go away easy. It's kind of like removing a planter's wart from your foot. You're going to have to cut it out at a certain point, and it's going to hurt. But the fact is that we are in a time when the people are awakening and our walk with Christ will be one of the most important parts of this fight. It will create the stability. It provides the hope. It creates the clarity that we need as we walk ahead. We always lead with the sword of the spirit. Always leave that sword of steel strapped on your hip. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. 
because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 